Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis solo here for the final hour, wrapping up the week here on a Friday afternoon, getting that much closer to football. Training camps for several teams underway, and all teams will report by next week. So it is really heating up. I know a lot of you have already been doing a ton of best ball drafts and redraft leagues. But it's getting closer for those that are kind of casual. It's time to really buckle in and get prepared. And the best way to do that, head on over to FullTimeFantasy.com. Become a member today. Use the promo code RONUS50. Get 50% off the first two months of your subscription. And you'll be treated to a wealth of knowledge. Uh, I have an article looking at Eric Ebron. Is he overvalued or undervalued? The same uh, look at Dak Prescott. Philip Lindsay, I've reviewed online championships, kind of broken down the strategy for the teams and given my opinions, what I like, what I don't like, some of the things you should do and shouldn't do. Also recapped my FSGA draft, kind of went through each pick and what my thinking was as I put that team together. And of course, rankings will be out shortly. Uh, we also have all teams in-depth profile from Sean Childs, one of the best high-stakes players around. He also has started his series on the Fantasy Football World Championship target points. So he did it for quarterbacks and now for starting running backs and how important it is to get those running backs that do catch the football since we are a full-point PPR format. So you could check that out. Doc on the clock. His series continues looking at different picks and giving you options of who you would take when he's on the clock. So that's just a small piece of the puzzle as more content is being added each and every single day. Our preseason pro picks will be out shortly. Uh, I know Dr. Otto will be revealing his at the end of the month. Mine will be a little bit after. We'll have some high-stakes players give their opinions, sleepers, busts, bounce back, stash and cash, and uh, some really good players have been on that list over the last couple of years, so you don't want to miss that. That is kind of worth the price of admission alone, man. It's just really, really good stuff. So ton of great content. We finished as a group. Full-time fantasy was number 10 in the fantasy pros draft accuracy ranking for the 2018 season we finished number two in ip so again great stuff here if you want to win come by and check us out of course we still have you covered for fantasy baseball as well i do the weekly stock watch on child says the waiver wire report weekly closer report closer depth chart and bullpen updates which are going to be very crucial over the next couple of weeks with the trade deadline looming uh july 31st remember there is no August 31st trade deadline this year. It's just July 31st. So teams have to make quick decisions here on what they're going to do, whether they're in, whether they're out. Uh, We'll have you covered. And if you have any specific questions, all you have to do is ask them on the message boards in the forums. Uh, Still getting some baseball questions. And now 
Uh, people start to ask about where to draft, the draft slots, quarterbacks, strategy. So we got you covered. Uh, again, it's a really good family, so make sure you come check us out. Uh, also, playffwc.com. We got a ton of drafts pretty much every single day until the start of the season. We have a starter full season draft tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. We have an online championship draft tonight at 11 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and then a ton of drafts this weekend. We got uh, several on Saturday at 4 p.m., 8 p.m., 9 p.m., 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, best ball drafts, full season drafts. So just find out which is best for you. There's different price points. And come in and join us for the draft today. And as we mentioned before, MockDraftNow.com. This is free, okay? This is free. It's the free Best Ball World Championships. And you can do this in five minutes. So you can be in the bathroom, going for a walk, during commercial break. And there's no time limit on it either. So all you do is, you know, hit I've read and agreed to the rules. You click Draft Now, and the draft room opens. And there are some good prizes, and you don't have to put in any money it is free and you could do as many as you want as you mentioned doc said he won uh, several hundred dollars from it a couple years ago but got a lot of uh, free entries into drafts and credits so uh, you open it up so i just opened it up and uh got the ninth pick so we went through it before now's a good time to do it because tyreek hill is generally going in the fourth round of this obviously that should change uh once uh, i think an update is put through but Take advantage now and get those Tyree kill shares in the fourth round because it's not going to last. So I just opened it up with pick nine, and the top choices are Adams, Connor, Julio, Beckham, Thomas, Kelsey. You could sort through it, too, by positions to get the top. Um, and uh, it's very smooth and easy. It's 16 rounds. And, again, you can do as many as you want and win some prizes. So it makes no sense not to do it. MockDraftNow.com. As we talked a lot about in the first hour, the big news of the day, in case you're just joining us, you've been busy at work, you've been occupied, the NFL announced that Tyreek Hill will not be suspended. So uh, this is huge news, obviously. Hill is entering the final year of his rookie deal. There's been a lot of talk about him getting a contract extension, which is probably going to come, I would think, in the next few weeks. Obviously, the Chiefs are going to do their due diligence, probably put some language in the contract uh, as they try to work through some things, but... You know, he was talked about being potentially the highest paid receiver in the league. Uh, but the NFL said they conducted a four-month investigation and there was just not sufficient evidence that he violated the personal conduct policy. So, you know, it's a little surprising because I think when we first heard the news months ago, we all thought, yeah, he's going to be suspended. It doesn't look good. Uh, there was a situation in college where he was uh, pled guilty in court. Uh, but the investigation, he said that he only did that to continue his NFL career, that he was not guilty, but he didn't want to risk it. But either way, um, Hill is good to go. And this is a, a drastic, drastic change for fantasy football because Hill was generally going in the fourth round of a lot of drafts. Like we talked about our online championship from July 17th. Uh, Tyreek Hill went first pick of round four as the 16th receiver off the board. And that's generally where we were seeing him go. Uh, and obviously, that's going to change now. There were people who did drafts in May and June when Tyreek Hill was going in the double-digit rounds. So the ADP right now for Tyreek Hill in the Fantasy Football World Championships is 40. He's gone as early as 34, as late as 57. But I think he started to creep up over the last couple of weeks because a lot of news filtered out that the suspension likely would not be that much, maybe four games, maybe two. 
and it is absolutely going to be no game. So this is a huge change. And if you're on the clock in a slow draft today, hopefully you check the news before you made your pick because there were people who were rewarded today. Maybe you were in round four and he was there. But where should you draft Tyreek Hill? Where does he rank? We'll talk about it next. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis solo here for the final hour on a Friday afternoon, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern. Don't worry if you can't listen to the entire show live. You can always check it out on demand anytime you want. Just go to podcast, search for full-time fantasy, hit subscribe. You'll be notified whenever a new show is uploaded. So big news today is Tyreek Hill will not be suspended. And for me, this... Clearly moves him to the second round, maybe even late first round. But I'll, I think I'm going to have him, when it's said and done, fifth, sixth receiver off the board. You know, we know Tyreek Hill can put up immense numbers in this offense. I do think the Kansas City offense will take a little bit of a step back. We did start to see them slow down late last year. Even if you look at Tyreek Hill down the stretch last year, uh, he had some quiet games. You know, he had a game against Oakland, uh, one for 13. He had uh, eight for 139 uh, in week 13 against Baltimore, then four for 46 against the Chargers, four for 74 against Seattle, and five for 101 with a touchdown against the Raiders. So he had one touchdown in the last five games. So, uh, you know, there is the low floor games for him, but he had the 10 catches for 215 yards and two touchdowns. The week before that, he had seven for 117 and two touchdowns. He just gets behind the defense so easy that he's capable of scoring on any play. And you love that explosiveness, especially in the high-stakes arena. So he had 137 targets last year, 87 receptions, 1,470 yards, 17 yards per catch, 12 touchdowns, catch rate of 63.5%. Also did add a rushing touchdown. They do occasionally give him the ball on end of rounds, 22 for 151 on the ground. So I think I would... Put him right around five or six. You know, the difference with Tyreek Hill and some of the receivers that are in that range where you're kind of tempted to take him above is he's just not going to see the targets that those guys saw. You know, he's going to be, you know, 20 to 30 targets potentially below some of those guys. At the same time, though, he has the explosiveness and the speed where he's going to average more yards per catch. Uh, and, and you know, the yards are going to be pretty high. Uh And the touchdowns, you got to think that they're going to be pretty high as well. But I would still take Devontae Adams over him. I would take DeAndre Hopkins over him. I think I would even take Michael Thomas over him just because he gets such a huge amount of the target share. We talked about Drew Brees not throwing as many passes volume-wise as he has in previous years. You know, Brees used to be a lot for 650 
attempts every year. That hasn't happened. He was below 500 last year. But still, Thomas is going to get a huge share of that. So I would put him above. Still think I got to put Julio Jones above, too. I know people get very frustrated with Julio Jones uh, because of the lack of touchdowns. Uh, it's one season that he's reached double digits, but he's certainly capable of getting there. And he did get more red zone looks last year. I guess the worry for him, obviously, is just the foot. I know there was something about him being a little bit limited, but he had a great year last year. He had 113 receptions, 1,677 yards, and eight uh, eight touchdowns. So, uh, you know, it's a big season. The yards are always going to be there for him. Uh, and he has huge upside, too. And then I think Beckham against uh, Tyreek is interesting. You know, if you go back and look, there were so many times that Eli Manning had Odell Beckham open and just missed him. He was just way off. Uh, Beckham has to feel rejuvenated now, going to a really good team where there's a lot of excitement. And he obviously wants to show, too, that the Giants made a mistake. Uh, now he goes with Baker Mayfield. So there should be a lot more passes in the vicinity which he can catch. Um, and Beckham is capable of, of being the number one receiver. The question with him, obviously, has been health. You know, he missed four games last year. He missed the bulk of the 2017 season, but played 16 games at, uh, in 2016. He played 15 in 2015. So it's really the last two years. Uh, but we've seen Beckham uh, have a 101-catch season. Uh, he can have 14, 1,500 yards. And, you know, the quarterback play definitely brought him down the last couple of years with Eli Manning. I mean, it's just so many passes that were uncatchable for him. You know, his catch rate last year was 62.1%, 61% two years ago, and, you know, 59.8%. And a lot of that was on the quarterback. I mean, early in his career, I mean, he had a 70% catch rate as a rookie, and we haven't seen him really come close since. So with Baker Mayfield throwing him the football, you got to think that goes up. He should get a, a great amount of volume. So, He's certainly capable of uh, putting up a huge season. So I think I would put him I'd have Tyreek Hill, too. It's very close. And then I guess the, the big debate is uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and where do you go with him and Tyreek Hill. And I think I'd put Tyreek Hill slightly ahead of him. Obviously, Juju had a monster year last year with 166 targets. Antonio Brown had 168. And Juju had 111, 14, 26, and seven touchdowns. So obviously, he's going to be the number one target in that Pittsburgh offense. And, you know, he'll get more attention from the defense, but certainly capable of putting up those big numbers again. So, you know, he should have more receptions, but I think Tyree could surpass him in yards and in the touchdowns. So I'd put, I think right now, as of right now, I'd put Tyree Kill uh, at the sixth spot among wide receivers, which means you're taking him early in the second round. And, uh, We'll have more data for you over the weekend as we have a lot of drafts in the Fantasy Football World Championship. So Monday, we'll kind of give you an idea of where he went. But my guess is he's going to go in the early second round. I think you might even see some people take him on the turn. I could see someone taking him at 11 uh, for sure. Uh, there's definitely an argument to be made for it. So going to be interesting to see where he goes. As far as the other Chiefs, I think that you might see Travis Kelsey move down up bit not nothing major i mean he's pretty much been going in a lot of drafts in um rounds uh two in ours i have seen other formats where he goes one so his adp is 17 uh and his early as 14 he's gone as late as 23 
Uh, so I think at this format, he'll probably stay the same, maybe drop a spot or two, because I think people were boosting him up with Tyreek Hill out, thinking, okay, he's going to get more targets. And I don't know how much higher Kelsey can go at this point, because he already got a huge volume last year, 150 targets by far, a career high, 103 receptions, 1,336 yards, and 10 touchdowns. So... That was by far a career year. Maybe those numbers come down a bit. Again, it really depends on how great the Chiefs offense is. You know, a lot of people think it's just going to pick up where it left off, but it's probably going to slow down just a bit. So, Kelsey, I got to think the targets come down a little bit, but uh, he should still be the number one tight end off the board. And Kelsey is a guy that I've always loved and knew he had that upside in him uh, for years. I was pimping out Kelsey for those that listened and, uh, you know, it, didn't look good early on and then he finally had those big seasons and the touchdowns have really come to the forefront with Mahomes uh, especially over the last two years he's got 18 touchdowns over the last two years I think obviously a guy who's going to drop now is Sammy Watkins uh, Sammy Watkins generally been going in the fifth round he was the wide receiver 27 off the board in that online championship from July 17th going in the fifth round and I think people were boosting Watkins up a little bit, saying, hey, he's going to be the number one wide receiver in this prolific offense for potentially four weeks, if not more. His ADP is 59, an early of 54, a late of 75. Uh, so I think he's going to drop now. Uh, you know, he's going ahead of receivers like Tyler Boyd in ADP, Robbie Anderson, Dante Pettis, Will Fuller, Corey Davis. So I think you're going to see him drop now. Uh, look, there's so much potential with him. But he just has had an inability to stay healthy and has not put up the big numbers since the days of Buffalo. And for years, I was drafting some Sammy Watkins, hoping he would produce and didn't have any shares of him last year. And I don't think I'm going to have him this year, especially at his ADP right now. Now, let's see how far it drops. But I don't know if it's going to drop significantly. And the other guy that's really going to drop now is McCole Hartman. You know, he wasn't going that early, but he had an ADP of 140 in the Fantasy Football World Championships and someone that... I was not taking in that range at all. And now you're going to see him really drop because people thought he was essentially the Tyreek Hill replacement. Lots more ahead as we look at some EDP and draft positions in recent drafts in the Fantasy Football World Championships. Full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Friday afternoon. Again, the big news today, Tyreek Hill, Chiefs wide receiver, will not be suspended. So adjust accordingly. And again, if you are in a slow draft, make sure you check the news before you make your pick. I guarantee you there was someone who woke up this morning, saw they were on the clock, didn't check the news, were in round two, round three, made their pick, and then watched as the next guy took Tyreek Hill and said, what the hell? Then checked the news, then saw Tyreek Hill was not suspended and said, oh, man, did I blow it. So 
I was I am in a slow draft now. Unfortunately, it was not near me. It was like pick 39, 310. I am picking one. So I was like, man, there's no way it's going to get past all those people. So that's the one thing when you're in a slow draft, you know, there is some element of luck. And yeah, it sucks if you're not the one to benefit from it. Uh, but the more you do them, at some point, you will get lucky and be on the clock. I told a story a couple years ago in my home league. That's what happened. I was on the clock when news broke about Jordy Nelson. We didn't know at the time what the injury was. We just knew he had a knee injury. So I waited a little bit. I only took like an hour off the clock. I basically came back from softball, took a shower, and said, all right, let me see what happens. And a lot of the interpretation was, yeah, it looks like an ACL. And they usually know. There's a test on the field where they know. So I just said, all right, he's probably out. So I took Randall Cobb. Uh, and the the team who had Jordy Nelson was the team picking behind me. I had the 14th pick. He picked 13. I took Randall Cobb, and he was pissed off. But it's the way it goes. Uh, we've been on both sides of it. And again, uh, I see people, oh, this is why you shouldn't draft early. You should wait. There's two sides to it, man. I mean, you get value when you draft early. Now, if you're only doing one league, yeah, ideally you're not drafting in July. And we know most people do their home leagues and important links in August. And Doc asked me in the first hour, when would I ideally like to draft? I said mid-August. And look, I, we do the Scott Fishbowl early. Obviously, it's kind of a official beginning, I guess, of the fantasy football season. It's done early. And again, if you do it early, you get some value on players that didn't move the draft board yet. Uh, I have a draft for the Flex League coming up on August 2nd in New York City. That's an industry league. I have uh, a draft on August 17th. No, August 18th, August 25th. So they're kind of spread out. But there are benefits to drafting early. And, yeah, if you took Sammy Watkins in round five, you don't feel good about it right now. It's not going to end your season. If you got Tyreek Hill round four, you're feeling great. So there's pros and cons to it. So... Just draft whenever you want, and I know a lot of people wait till August, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but there's nothing wrong with drafting early either, and I see a lot of people today pounding their chest like, oh, this is why you don't draft early. No, I disagree. If you're going to do 10 leagues, do one or two early, especially in the high-stakes leagues. We talked about all the players that move up. I mean, and we're going to go through them and, and keep track. We talked about Christian McCaffrey last year. He Around this time, he was going late second round. By the time we got to Vegas in late August, early September, I saw him going high stakes league seventh overall. Could you imagine if you started your draft last year with Barkley McCaffrey, Kamara McCaffrey? I mean, you really would have had to screw that up to lose to get two top running backs in the first two rounds. I mean, you really just needed to hit on a couple receivers and imagine you got Mahomes too. I mean, you did great. So there's definitely benefits to drafting early. And if you want to do that now, head on over to playffwc.com because we do have an online championship draft tonight at 11 p.m. Eastern. So hop in that if you want to get some of that value now before the training camp buzz begins and the reports are that this guy looks good. You might have some inclination that hey this guy's gonna crush this year no one is paying attention and that's why it helps you know if you're a member of fulltimefantasy.com you get access to that adp uh in the high stakes league so use the promo code ronas 50 get 50 percent off your first two months uh we got to start a full season draft tonight 9 p.m eastern and a online championship draft at 11 p.m eastern by the way talked about being in vegas 
for the Fantasy Football World Championships at the Palms Hotel. That is the first weekend of the NFL season. Uh, I usually get out there that Wednesday, that Thursday. So that's what, September 4th or 5th. But uh, the Beat Adam Ronis Online Championship League has filled. It just filled a few minutes ago. So I appreciate everyone who joined. It's a fun league. Last year, it flew by. I mean, the draft was insane. Everybody was ready, and it went really quickly. So we're going to do that Saturday, September 7th. Uh, I think it's at 3 p.m. Vegas time, but it's full. And the draft order has been randomized. So I won this league last year. I had the number one pick. This year, I got pick six. Don't love that. I haven't done any draft from the sixth spot yet, but that's really kind of the first spot where you kind of have to make a decision. And we're seeing a lot of receivers go in that spot. And I obviously do like to get a running back early if I could, but if I drafted by ADP right now, I'd be going receiver because the ADP in the Fantasy Football World Championship is Saquon Barkley 1, Christian McCaffrey 2, Ezekiel Elliott 3, Alvin Kamara 4, David Johnson 5, DeAndre Hopkins is 6, Devontae Adams is 7, Melvin Gordon's 8, but obviously we know he could hold out. And I think people are starting to believe he's not. Like when the news first broke, he went 18, 15, 18. The last two drafts, he's gone 11 and 8. So still in that first round. But yeah, pick six is not a pick I want this year. Um, so we'll see what I do. Still got a month and a half to decide, but I do have pick six in this one. So uh, Phil Hartlidge, who we had on last week, he participates in a lot of leagues. He's in mine. He's got pick 11. In this one, so uh, the order is Team Groth, Fierce is two, Palatot three, Team Mogul four, High Plains Bengals five, I'm six, Mad Dads of Girls Gone Wild, hmm, at number seven, Wishful Thinking two is number eight, Deuces Are Wild at nine, Dreamweaver two is ten, Hub City FFC eleven, and Daily Double is twelve. So that league is set. Uh, I'm not happy with the six pick, but hey. I've always said, you know, the player pool, you can draft from anywhere. So uh, probably we, we things change a lot between now and then. We'll see. Maybe a running back entices me and moves up. Maybe uh, there's a shocker. Maybe someone falls. But I don't know. I see it not really changing. Uh, well, who knows? Maybe Ezekiel Elliott holds out. By that point, he's not in the top four or five. That would be interesting then because that would push him down the board. But so many things can change between now and then. But it's going to be a fun time in Vegas. It's not too late for you to join. You can't join this league because it's full. But you can head on to Vegas at the Palms Hotel first weekend of the NFL season. It is a ton of fun. All right, we're looking at this online championship from July 17th. They're kind of talking about the way teams build their rosters here and uh, some things that I like, some things that I don't. Um, I do like what Team 4 did here to start. Alvin Kamara at the 4 spot. Mike Evans in round 2. A.J. Green in round 3. D.J. Moore in round 4. And Alshon Jeffrey in round 5. So you get that one stud running back. And then you load up on receivers. And that's what I find myself doing with a top 4 pick. I did that in the FSGA. Although I did take a tight end. I think it was round 5. Uh, I was 
OJ Howard, and that was only because it was a 14 team league, and I didn't love what was on the board at running back, and I already had three wide receivers. So, again, every draft is different, but in our format, we start one quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, two flex spots, the tight end, the kicker, and a defense. So, you know, the receivers go early off the board compared to a lot of other formats. So, we had 29 receivers go in the first five rounds. Although this draft was a little bit interesting because we saw it go running back heavy early. Uh, we didn't see the eighth receiver go off the board until pick 21, which is a little interesting. But then you saw the receiver run. But I do like in this format, if you get that top running back to get the receivers. See, like team three did it differently. And I really don't love the way it turned out. So Ezekiel Elliott was the pick number three overall. Then Keenan Allen, I'm fine with that. Then Zach Ertz in round three. And that's generally where he goes. You know, the problem, the concern I have with Ertz, and I've always been a huge Zach Ertz fan. I mean, year after year, I would take him, and the only concern for him at that time was injury. But I do think you got Dallas Goddard in the picture, and he's a, a really good tight end, and they might go with two tight end sets. You do bring in Deshaun Jackson, a healthy Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar, and the running backs. Now, remember, look at the targets. What is the outlier here? Okay, here's the last four years' targets. 112, 106, 110, 156. Really, do you think 156 is going to repeat? Hard to imagine. I mean, it was a career year for 116 receptions, 1,163 yards, and eight touchdowns. And that was the one thing about Ertz early in his career. Didn't score a ton of touchdowns. He had actually uh, 11 touchdowns from... 2014 to 2016, he has 16 over the last two years. So that's kind of changed for Ertz. But, I mean, it was just the volume was career year for Ertz last year. So I see that dropping. Again, in the third round, I'm okay with it. But uh, I've been passing on him in that spot because you're paying a high price tag and you're paying for last year's stats. And I just think there's a lot more weapons there where that volume could go down. And then follow that up with Drake and Ingram. And it just leaves you... A little weak at receiver because, yeah, Keenan Allen's the one, but then you got Corey Davis, Marvin Jones, Deshaun Hamilton, McCole Hardman, John Brown. I don't think that's good enough in this format. I mean, you would need a huge breakout from Corey Davis. You would need Marvin Jones, and I like Marvin Jones. always been a big fan. I do think Kenny Galladay is the one there, although if you look at the splits between Jones and Galladay last year when they were both on the field, it was pretty close, and that's an offense that's going to play slow-paced and run the football a ton. So I just think you know that's risky with the receivers here. Um, and you really need Drake and Ingram to come through. And both have passed to success, but they also have a lot of downside as well, especially in a PPR format. So uh, I do like best loading up on receivers when you get that elite running back in the fantasy world championship. I think it works out best. When we return, I'll be joined by Andy Singleton. He's part of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network and expandthebox.com. He joins me next. It is Full-Time Fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening.
It is full-time fantasy sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here on a Friday afternoon, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern. Of course, the big news of the day, Tyree Kill, Chiefs wide receiver, will not be suspended by the NFL. Joining me now to talk about that and a lot more, it is Andy Singleton. He's part of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network and expandtheboxscore.com. Andy, what's up? Adam, my friend, how are you? Apologize. If you hear some background noise, I just locked myself out, and I'm on my front stoop, so a little out of breath, and uh, you might hear some cars driving by, but what's going on? No problem, man. It's it's hot out there, man, so don't dehydrate or collapse on me, man. Yeah, I hope you, all right? You're going to be able to survive? If you don't hear me say goodbye, you know it's because I've melted away. Okay, yeah, it's, it's going to be a hot weekend in the Northeast, specifically New York and New Jersey. Uh, Andy, let people know where they can find you on, as part of the podcast network. Uh, what what show, what time? Yeah, so Friday nights I do FF Champs After Dark with uh, the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, and Frank Scandoro, owner of the Hot Takes. And we do this live on Friday nights for an hour, 10 p.m. Uh, on YouTube. So you can come watch and join in the conversation. And then the audio version is available on Sunday mornings. And that's uh, that's where I'm at for full-time fantasy. All right, let's talk some fantasy football. Big news today is Tyreek Hill will not be suspended. He's generally been going in the fourth round of our fantasy football world championship drafts recently. Obviously, that's going to change now. Where do you take Tyreek Hill? Would you take him late first round, early second round? Where do you have him among wide receivers with the news that he's going to play the full season? Yeah, so there's a lot to unpack with this one. I actually tweeted out when the news broke from Schefter and Rappaport, I quote-tweeted Rappaport and said congratulations to all those who got early shares. Uh, Jim, my co-host, Taz, has been maintaining uh, for for a long period of time now, what do we know about this situation? Why are we so quick to say something negative happened? And uh, I was kind of on that boat, too. And listen, I'm not vouching for Tyreek Hill's character. I don't know the man. I don't know what kind of person he is. But off of the evidence we've had, we can only go on that. And to a lesser degree, we're playing fantasy football. So, you know, usually money's involved, and we're trying to get an edge, and we're trying to win. So it shouldn't affect how you view if you want to get on your roster or not, right? Uh, I had tweeted out maybe two weeks ago that even missing six games, Tyreek Hill still would have finished as a top 20 wide receiver just in, the, in, in 10 games alone based on his you know point-per-game average. So with that being said, there was nothing not to like about Tyreek Hill even if he was facing what was assumed to be possibly six-game suspension, just going with the Ezekiel Elliott news. Now that he's not suspended at all and he's going to play the full season, all you know concerns put to the side in Kansas City, this is still the go-to guy. This is still a top-ten wide receiver. This is a guy you could conceivably make an argument for taking in the first round. But the way running backs have been being drafted and, and wide receivers this year, especially you know the target hog ones, I would say mid-second is the earliest I would reach for Tyreek Hill and no later than mid-third. I, I think he's locked into that territory. I was able to get him in the fifth round about two weeks ago in an eliminator draft and uh, was pleased as punch to get him in the fifth round, and this was two weeks ago. So anything mid-second to mid-third, I would say you're, you're right in the wheelhouse. How do you think this affects Travis Kelsey's value? I mean, I've seen a lot of drafts where he goes in round one in our Fantasy Football World Championship because we start, we have the extra flex spot, so the receivers are valued a little bit more highly. Kelsey's ADP is 17. 
Uh, I think people were maybe boosting his targets for a few weeks with Tyreek Hill out. So where does Travis Kelsey fall? Do you keep him in the same spot where you had him, or do you think he drops a little bit now that Tyreek Hill's playing the entire season? Well, I think part of the concern you got to remove from the equation is Kareem Hunt not being there. Now, I know Damian Williams is there, and everybody's boosting him up. Uh, well, we don't necessarily know what we have there. We know that Pat Mahomes loves Travis Kelsey. They were hanging out throughout Texas Tech's run throughout March Madness. They became you know BFFs. Uh, we know he likes Tyreek Hill. We know those are the two dynamic weapons that this dynamic offense is going to produce. The quarterback, the number one wide receiver, and the tight end. So if you want to make the case for taking Kelsey still even with the Tyreek Hill news that high, I, I don't think I don't have any problems with that at all. I think that's a fine bet. I think there's really only three borderline four tight ends you can have any confidence or faith in. If it plays out that way, all the better. But there's really only three tight ends you should really feel comfortable about drafting. And you're going to have to reach for them if you want to secure one of them. So I have no problems taking Kelsey anywhere from the back end of the first, anywhere throughout the second. What about Sammy Watkins? You know, he has an ADP of 59. And I think some people were thinking, all right, well, Tyreek Hill is probably going to miss a few games. Watkins will be the number one. Is the ADP of 59 too high? Does he drop significantly? Or is there still some value with Sammy Watkins in this offense? I definitely think there's value for Sammy Watkins. I just don't want to pay that premium. I think that's still a little bit too high. Uh, It's more his his name is attached to his value at this point, that Chiefs offense. This guy was the bar known wide receiver one coming out of Clemson and just has not lived up to those expectations. You can blame it on injury. You can blame it on coaching staff. You can blame it on quarterbacks. You can blame it on whatever you want. He just hasn't lived up to what we had hoped he would be at this point in his career. Does that mean the door's closed? Not at all. And he's in a great position to thrive now. But I just personally don't feel like I want to make that investment. And if I'm wrong for it, you know, next there's always next year. I, I think he's young enough to say, show it to me once before I really start to give you some credit for that. I mean, in some fashion, he's, you know, he's like a, a rich man's Devontae Parker, if you will, where you're just expecting more, expecting more, expecting more, and then it always seems to leave you a little, a little light in the pockets. Definitely. It sounds like you're describing a, a girlfriend. <laughs> it could be. It right? could be. Yeah. People who are single and dating know what that feels like, especially lighter in the pockets. Talking to Andy Singleton, part of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. Damian Williams seems to be like a real divisive player in the fantasy industry. People either think he's a really good value or they don't believe in him. He started to move up, and I've seen him starting to go now in the late second round. I actually did a best ball draft. We went in the early second round. Uh, Where do you stand on Damian Williams, especially now uh, with Tyreek Hill back? Yeah, I'm kind of in that Sammy Watkins boat when it comes to Damian Williams for similar reasons. I, listen, Adam, I have always loved Damian Williams. I thought he was underrated coming out of Oklahoma. I thought there was an opportunity for him to carve out a larger role in Miami. He started to, but as a receiver, he's never really had any type of significant volume, even going back to those Oklahoma days. He's never had 200 carries in a season. He's, you know, he's not a guy you would expect to be a workhorse, but he's carved out a role as a, as a complimentary receiving back, which I think is perfect for him. I know everything that they're saying right now, but we're still in July. I know the coaches speak. They brought in Carlos Hyde for a reason. They overdrafted the position for a reason. It's definitely something I don't think they feel 100% certain with, despite what comes out of Andy Reid's mouth. Uh, I, I think somewhere in the range of 150 carries 
is what we'd be looking at, and that'd still be a career high. And I'd be happy with that. You're looking at somebody like James White from last year, if that's the case, and that's good enough for an RB1. But I think if you're expecting anything more than that, you're setting yourself up a little. And in, in terms of early second, I get the best ball aspect. Maybe the rules are a little different, but I wouldn't feel comfortable taking Damian Williams much higher than the mid-third, late-third. Uh, that range, I feel comfortable that if he doesn't produce, I'll be okay. And if he exceeds expectations, I got a, a potential league winner. Yeah, he has never had more than 50 carries in an NFL season, and that was last year. So definitely not reach those numbers that you're looking for. Le'Veon Bell, where do you stand on him? Is he going to be fine in this Jets offense, or is it going to be a little bit of an adjustment period, leaving that prolific Pittsburgh offense for one of the Jets that has not produced at that level, or does the volume make up for it? Is Bell someone that you could see taking 7th, 8th, ninth overall this year? Yeah, I'm going to come back to Bell in a moment, but if I can circle back to Damian Williams real quick, and I know you're a big baseball guy, so I just want to give kind of this comparison with Damian Williams. And you mentioned the carries and 50 and that being a career high. A lot of people seem to think you can just plug and play people in. We see with baseball all the time, guys are good in short bursts, in short spurts. A guy like Giovanni Urshela here in New York was great. And everybody's going, how do we find this guy? Where do we find this guy? But over a long period of time, it's, it's just not what he's built for. And that's kind of what I feel with Damian Williams. So I don't think he's just somebody you just assume takes all that volume and thrives with it. But anyway, hopefully that wraps up the uh, Chiefs and Damian Williams. Apart from me, Le'Veon Bell, I'm a Jet fan. This was a great signing. I think this was a better signing is bringing in a veteran leader. Uh, we know about all the, you know, the holdout and the contract stuff and everything that was going on with him in Pittsburgh. And I think that takes a tremendous amount of heat and pressure off of Sam Darnold, who's looking to improve in his second year. I think it was great from just a team dynamic standpoint. There are some leaders being built in the locker room on the defensive side of the ball, which I think is vastly improved. Uh, I think Le'Veon Bell spells a huge uh, relief for the Jets offense as a whole, but I don't think we're going to see the top five running back Le'Veon Bell that we saw in Pittsburgh. I still think he's a viable running back one. Uh, I did a guest spot the other night and we were talking about the over under on his receptions. We had it 70. I was under on that. And that's not something, you know, we were typically used to seeing with Le'Veon Bell. You know, we think that would be the slam dunk over, especially in this offense that you figure the Jets are going to put on the field. So, uh, I do think he can reach a thousand yards on the ground. I do think he'll be in that sixty-yard reception range. I do think he'll be an RB one, but at the back end of that, uh, maybe even high RB two side. So, uh, like Le'Veon Bell, but more from an, uh, a, a team dynamic than a fantasy dynamic for where his value is. Talking to Andy Singleton, part of the Full Time Fantasy Podcast Network. Uh, David Montgomery starting to move up draft boards in our last online championship. He was the RB22 off the board, last pick of round four. Uh, how do you think he fits in with the Bears and his fantasy outlook for this year? Yeah, I think this is a tremendous move for the Bears. I think it's about time his ADP has started to rise. Uh, I think it was a little kind of an oversight based on where he was drafted. This was by a large part, RB1 throughout the entire college season. And then once we got to the draft period, he, he dropped down that board a little. When you look at Josh Jacobs ascending to the top, uh, Daryl Henderson's rise and, you know, the, the love Devin Singletary and Miles Sanders were getting, uh, people started to, you know, kind of forget a little bit about David Montgomery. They talk about Tariq Cohn and, and 
what can his role be in that offense? This is a more dynamic weapon than David uh, than Jordan Howard, who they moved, and I, I think he can safely assume all of those touches that Jordan Howard had, plus be better uh, in a better situation to stay on the field longer. So I definitely like David Montgomery in this offense moving forward, and I, I think uh, I think his ADP continues to rise. And when we look back in a month from now, it'll be even higher than where it is today. Is Todd Gurley a value, or are you worried about his knee? Well, I'm definitely worried about his knee, but I think it's a risk you have to take, just given on what that offense has shown us and what he's been in the past. Uh, if you take him, I think you absolutely have to figure out a way to back him up with, uh, you know, Daryl Henderson, who we were just talking about, who figures to be the guy in line, the next up, if there is any significant time missed by Gurley. Uh, I, I don't necessarily know that I'd be the one taking him, but, you know, draft to draft is different. However, like I said, this guy's earned, based on his track record, the risk coming into it. So I definitely think Todd Gurley is somebody that you you have to take the plunge on in certain situations. All right, let people know again where they can find the podcast. Yeah, the podcast on Full-Time Fantasy Network is Friday nights, 10 p.m. You can check my Twitter feed or the Fantasy Taz, Jim Days, or Frank Scandoro, both of my co-hosts. We do this every Friday night, 10 p.m. live for you to join the chat room and ask your questions and just hang out with us. Tonight we have from the Falafel House, Salito as our guest. And, uh, yeah, good time. So check us out. All right, Andy, good talking to you, and I will uh, be seeing you uh, in August for some drafts. Yeah, I got shotgun in the Ronas mobile. <laughs> All right, Andy Singleton, check him out. Part of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. Thanks for your time, Andy. We'll talk again soon. All right, have a good weekend. Stay stay cool, my friend. Yeah, I'm going to try. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up. Look at it, some fantasy baseball news here. It is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is full-time fantasy sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here on a Friday afternoon wrapping it up again. Big news of the day, Tyree Kill will not be suspended by the NFL. So move him up your draft board. You're going to see him now go in the second round of most drafts, maybe even late first round. Uh, for all updated rankings, check out fulltimefantasy.com. Use the promo code RONIS50 to get 50% off your first two months. Have a look at... Overvalued or undervalued players, including Eric Ebron, Philip Lindsay, Dak Prescott, reviewing online championships, the FSGA draft. I have a breakout receiver article and a ton, ton more. So check it out, fulltimefantasy.com. Afternoon baseball, Cubs lead the Padres 4-3 in the top of the fifth. Manny Machado, two for three with a two-run homer. He now has 24 RBIs, 64 RBIs, hitting 273 with a 343 OBP and a 515 slug. And it was just a little while ago. People were like, oh, Manny stinks. He's not producing. Got to be patient. Eventually, numbers are there. So Manny Machado is going to put up another good C. And Manuel Margot has been hot lately. Moved up to the two spot in the order, two for three 
with two runs scored. Framel Reyes with two hits. Eric Hosmer with two hits. He's had a really good season as well. Eric Lau on the mound for the Padres. And he hasn't really been getting a lot of Ks, but today he has seven strikeouts and four innings, five hits, four runs, two walks. He's got a 4.25 ERA on the season, so he's been okay. I mean, considering the state of pitching today, he's actually not that bad to have in a 15-team league in the right matchup. For the Cubs, Anthony Rizzo with a grand slam. He's at 286 on the season, got a 395 OBP, now has 20 homers and 65 RBIs. John Lester giving up a lot of hits today. He's got the lead, four and a third innings, 10 hits, three runs, no walks, five Ks, did a lot of one home run, has a 3.84 ERA on the season. Has actually performed better than I thought this year. I thought Lester could be pretty bad, but we'll see. He had a really bad second half last year, so we'll see if that continues. Dylan Budley had no issues following a bullpen session on Wednesday. He's going to throw off a mound again Saturday. So he could join the rotation next week uh, for the Baltimore Orioles. It's been a terrible year for them all around. That wraps it up here. In the meantime, you can check me out fulltimefantasy.com and head on over to playffwc.com to hop into draft and mockdraftnow.com. It's free and you can win some really good prizes. It takes five minutes to draft. Hope you guys have a great weekend. I'll be back Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.